I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to If I Didn't Laugh, I'd Cry. How are you all doing today? How are you feeling? How is your week? What's going on? Let's reflect. Let's have a little moment. Okay, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's it's been I've been feeling quite emotional lately, you know. I'm just I'm not drawn, but I've been feeling a little bit emotional, you know what I mean? Like I don't even know where it's coming from, but Maybe it's just uh, my hormones doing a thing and taking me by surprise or whatever because they're so goofy. My hormones are so goofy. <laughs> but I missed you guys. Welcome back. Um, it's just me this week. I'm not gonna keep it. Al- I'm not gonna make it a long intro. There we go. So let's just get into it. <laughs> not have anything to get off my chest things have been a little bit smooth sailing if I do say so myself in terms of like just things getting on my nerves so I haven't got anything to get off my chest at all no tell a lie tell a lie don't you just hate it when you wake up and just stroll over to your car in the morning and you've got a flat tire like what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing why are you doing this to me why are you flat what what's happened between yesterday when I drove you and today? What's gone on? Why are you flat? How inconvenient? Why are you inconveniencing me? But you just have to keep it pushing. You just have to keep it pushing. And you know what? I've got this um, irrational fear, which is um, putting too much air in my tires. I know how much air needs to go in there because I've read it. You know, it's there. It's written on my car. You know, when you open your door, usually on a driver's door, there's a little section where it should have it on there. Um, anyway, so I know that I'm putting the right air, the right amount of air in there, but I've just got this fear that my tires will blow up <laughs> as I'm driving. Just boom. 
<laughs> metal tar so fearful but you know god forbid god forbid but that's an irrational fear of mine i suppose it's not irrational because it could happen like your tires could just wear out and that happens but yeah i saw it happen once i saw it happen once and i think that's why it's and it stayed in my brain it stayed in my brain and i've never thought thinking about it i was in my in the car with my brother we're driving to this summertime's holiday and this woman's car just you know, it just started smoking and she just starts metal scraping the bro it was quite scary but she was swerving a little anyway i do not have an embarrassing if i didn't laugh i'd cry story right i can't think of any i'm just gonna be completely frank and completely honest however i've got embarrassing if i didn't laugh out cry moments i'm like does anyone else does anyone else so let's say you're at the gym right and you're in the zone because obviously gym usually people go by themselves it's like a lone experience you know i see people who go with their friends and i think oh that must be nice but actually anytime i've gone with people the pump hasn't been the same because you kind of stop and you talk a little bit too much and you just get carried away that you don't tend to have the same type of sesh but do you do you get into pickles like when you try a new exercise and it's just it's not what you thought it was going to be. Your form is completely off and you think the whole gym is like, oh, everybody look at this, look at this, look at what she's trying. <laughs> or or you didn't judge the distance from where you were to like a weight or a bar, whatever it is, and you kind of like hit it. You hurt yourself. Like you can't cry. You can't do anything besides just like shake it off and continue because if you were to be like how oh, that really hurt everyone's gonna be like amateur you know what i mean say amateur amateur <laughs> you're so amateur <laughs> ah sometimes but yeah i had one of those little moments in the gym but i really really hurt myself okay so i was moving towards a um I wasn't moving towards it. I was lifting up a weight and I was trying to like, I think it was, I think it was tens. Yeah, it was a 10. Those wheel weights. So I just, um, you were aware, the ones you load on a bar, right? So I was lifting up that weight, but I was trying to do it with one hand just to lift it and load it on the bar with one hand. I can do it, okay? Just a little humble boast. I can do it, but... On this particular day, obviously I'm so wham, I don't even know my own strength. I basically did it and whacked myself straight, straight on my mouth, right? If you know me and you've ever seen me smile and you've seen my teeth, you know that my teeth, I've got a tooth that sticks out, yeah? My teeth are semi-crooked. They're straight enough whereby... Tonga, you don't really need braces, but crooked enough whereby it's noticeable. So I got one tooth in particular that stands out. This tooth just just wants attention so bad. It's the first thing you see from the side, whatever. And this tooth, because it's always seeking attention, it got knocked. Not knocked out, but it got knocked. So this barbell, this not sorry, not barbell, this weight hits my mouth my mouth was closed but because my tooth sticks out even if my mouth is closed it's like the furthest tooth out it now 
touches my skin and then I basically cut my skin. <laughs> Listen, no one saw, but I felt it. I felt it in my spirit. And I was like, oh, Twonga, why did you do that? And then just the next day, I was going to the same Smith machine. Maybe it's just the Smith machine, you know. Maybe I just shouldn't. Nah, I'm joking. I love it. I'm moving towards it. And I didn't even realize the distance between, like, me and it. Because I'm quite short. But then it looked like the bar was high enough where I could just go underneath it. And wrong. Bang. Whacked it straight on my forehead. Couldn't believe it. Took me by surprise. Who put this here? Right? So, wasn't exactly embarrassed with these moments. But the little moments whereby... If you didn't laugh, you'll cry. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you do, they hurt. It hurts. It hurts. I don't care what anyone says. It hurts. And pain as an adult is different because you can't just start screaming and crying about it. You've just got to firm it. You've just got to firm it. So, yeah. Um, no confessions. No. <laughs> I haven't run out of confessions, but no confessions. I won't confess this week. Uh, let's just get straight into the questions. Question number one that I thought was quite interesting. I always say this, but I find questions interesting of, of how people are doing, what people go through, etc. Right? And how can I best answer this to help this person who obviously listens and anybody else out there who could be going through something similar? So... The question is titled, how can I stop falling in sin? By the way, I haven't actually read some of these. This one I definitely read because it's really, really short. But then some of them, I just saw the question title, screenshot it. So we'll be finding out why it says together. Together. How can I stop falling in sin? I can't stop falling in sin, yet I pray and read the Bible daily. What can I do to stop it? I feel like I've grieved the Holy Spirit somehow. First of all, you can't grieve the Holy Spirit because, you know, God doesn't have the same amount of patience that we do. You know what I mean? Um, God is has got patience upon patience upon patience. You get me? So you're good in a sense of God still loves you. However, how can you stop falling into sin is by i don't know how to put this without the help of christ of jesus it's impossible okay it is impossible um without faith it's impossible right so let me read you hebrews 11 no actually i think i've already said this without faith it's impossible to please him okay however Without the help of Jesus Christ, because Jesus is our helper. And you know what? When Jesus was on earth, he said, I'm going to send you a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? So it means we are helped. We are helped. So we don't have to go through it by ourselves. However, if you say that you pray and read daily, what does that look like? What does praying and read daily look like? Is it to check a box of I prayed and I've read today? Or is it actually to learn? Are you actually feeling the conviction that the word of God makes you feel? Personally, when I read the Bible, I feel convicted. 
I my sins I laid out bare to me. You know what I mean? It's like you're afflicting your soul by reading the word of God. So when you think about it, the more you read, the more you you are convicted, the more you repent. And true repentance is ceasing the things that you do and giving it to God, the things that you are weak in. You know what I mean? Everybody is weak in the flesh, right? How do I know this? Let me, let me read it to you. The Bible says in Galatians 5 verse 16, I say then, walk in the spirit. Walk in the what? The spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, the lust of the flesh isn't just lust, as in like sexual lust. It's lusting for everything that is that God abhors, everything that is sinful. Every single sin that's mentioned in the Bible, every single sin that's under the sun, that's the lust of the flesh. You know, if you like gossiping and you can't resist it, that's the lust of the flesh. Um, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. What does this mean to Wonga? What does it mean if I'm led by the spirit, I'm not under the, the law? If you know, if you remember in the Bible, right? If you do read the Bible and, you know, I assume we all do because, duh. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. But the Jews had so many laws. I forgot the I forgot the number. So the Jews had six hundred and thirteen laws, um, like Jewish commandments. You know what I mean? These were laws. That's why the Pharisees were constantly, basically, judging people. And if you know your Bible again, which I assume we all do, <laughs> but if you remember in the Bible in Matthew chapter, yeah, in Matthew chapter twenty-three, um, whereby. Jesus is speaking to the multitudes um, and to the disciples. He basically calls out the Pharisees and the um, scribes. And he's like, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you do this and this. Woe to you, hypocrites, you do. Basically, he gave them a dressing down because they would measure other people to a standard that they were not able to keep. You get me? That they were not able to keep. So if you're walking in the spirit, you are not under the law in a sense of you are able to keep the law, but you are not a slave to it because you are not checking a box. You are not going, oh, I kept the commandment number three today. So therefore, da, 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 because it's a chore. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be real with it. It is a chore to do that. And you're likely to not keep it up just like the pharisees and the scribes were not able to keep it up they were busy trying to catch jesus out but then they were basically sinning at the same time and every single time jesus was speaking the pharisees were basically right there and that's why jesus spoke the way he was speaking about in parables in this and that because it was not just for the benefit of the disciples but for the listening ears of those who wanted to catch him out you get me um so, again, if you are struggling with sin, right? If you are struggling with sin, just know that it's normal to. 
without the help of the Holy Spirit, without the help of Jesus Christ. If your, your soul is truly sorrowful and you're repenting and you are, um, you are, you've got a repentant heart and a repentant mind, you are able to invite the Holy Spirit to live in you and you in, and for you to have the Holy Spirit dwell in you. You get me? And that's why in Galatians, what we've just read, you know, in Galatians, where we've just read Galatians 5. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Verse 16, it was saying... Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the spirit and the flesh fight against each other. The flesh is things that you want to do, right? And if you want to do it, you're, it's always going to win against the spirit. Because, <laughs> and now it's interesting because the flesh is you and the spirit is you. You're the one who's controlling the thoughts to think about the things that you want to do. But the thing is, if your things are for um, immediate pleasure and um, immediate gratification, your flesh is always going to win. The the thought at the forefront of your mind is not going to be the, oh, let's not do this because it's wrong in the eyes of the Lord. It's going to be, this is such a struggle, like I really, really want to do this, you know? Just let's let's talk, of, let's imagine the angel and devil little things that they depict on TV. Let's imagine those are talking to each other, right? And one is saying, just do it. You know you love it. Like, just do it. And the other one's going, no, this is really wrong. This is really wrong. When you're not walking in the spirit, the one that's saying this is wrong is always going to be a more silent voice. It's not going to take much for the other one who's enticing you to win, to be at the forefront. You get me? But when you give your life to Christ and you say, Lord, I am tired of this life. I don't want to do these things anymore. I don't know how to stop. Help me. You know what I mean? Help me stop because this is really getting me down because I don't want to sin. I don't want to do this. You get me? Um, God sees your heart. He sees your remorse. He sees your um, sincerity. He sees the truth in what's coming from you, and he will help you. You're inviting him in. The Bible, after all, says, behold, I stand and knock at the door. You know what I mean? You have to let him in. He just can't, boom, knock your doors down and come in if you don't want him to come in. You get me? So that's how I have seen that you overcome sin. 
Now, let me not sit here and say to you guys, I've overcome sin. I don't ever sin because some sins we don't know we are doing and other things, sins we do know that we're doing. It's a battle. You may feel convicted in the moment and straight away, but we all fall, we all fall short of the glory of God. For all have fallen short of the glory of God. There is no man on this green earth who can turn around to you and say, I am righteous. None. Because that's up to God to determine who's righteous and who's not. And every single man has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You get me? But it's your constant desire to be right with God. It's your constant desire to repent. It's your constant desire to do good that God sees. And he likes that because he can now, the Holy Spirit can minister to you. Now, when you are enticed by sin, you're able to resist it more. X, Y, and Z. Hope it's making sense, right? So for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Don't think that people who look like they don't sin and who look like they don't struggle with things in life, that that's what their life is. Everybody has got something. The devil has got everybody in a chokehold with something. You get me? And that's how you're enticed. In um, Proverbs, it says, you know, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Why would it say that? In Genesis, um, Genesis chapter in genesis chapter 4 verse 7 it says and this is god talking to cain who killed his brother abel and he's like cain what, what's going on where's where's abel and he's like well i'm my father's keeper anyway we know the story um genesis chapter 4 verse 7 if you do well will you not be accepted and if you do not do well sin lies at the door and its desire is for you and you should but you should rule over it listen everybody Everybody has got sin lying at the door. It's waiting. It's waiting for you. Just as Jesus is waiting for you to let him in, sin is waiting for you to have a little nibble. You get me? It's desire is for you. And guess what? We desire sin more than we desire a relationship with God. But at some point when you're feeling like this is getting old, I can't do this. It means things, the balance is tipping. You're now desiring God more than you desire to sin. So it's 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 actually good to feel this way but don't lose heart turn your eyes upon jesus look for him his wonderful face come on and the things of earth will grow strangely dim yeah so let's do that next question i'm stressing as i'm writing this now this is a question that i haven't read it so Let's see what it says. A while ago, I had a talk with a Redditor that claimed that God doesn't see the future. He only takes the past and the present to, de to determine the future. But he experiences time as we do, while I always believed that God was all-knowing and could actually see the future. But it's stressing me out because in the Bible, the word, the word all-knowing or omniscient are nowhere to be seen. I've gone through the various situations where it seems to be that God actually sees the future, but because I'm stressed and anxious, my intrusive thoughts tell me, how do you know that God didn't actually manipulate things to make you look like he's omniscient? For example, I thought about the time Jesus said that Peter would reject him three times, but my intrusive thoughts said, how do you know God didn't control those people to force Peter to reject Jesus three times? And because I can't prove it, it made me more anxious. 
Another example would be the, the end times prophecy. We know it's happening, but my intrusive thought says, how do you know um, God isn't the one manipulating everything to make prophecy happen and make him look like he was, um, make like he was right? Um, how do you know that isn't uh, God isn't the one manipulating everything to make the prophecy happen and make him look like he was the one in the right? The reason why this is a big deal um, for me is because I've always thought that I was chosen by God and that no matter what storm would come, I would come out victorious thanks to him. But since this conversation happened and I can't find something that could prove exactly that God can actually see the future, it makes me think that God might have been made a mistake and I won't be able to be with him in heaven. My question is, does anybody know about a situation in the Bible or verse that could confirm that God is really all-knowing and that he sees the future come, um, he sees the future or something? <laughs> yes. Yes. You know? Um, let's start here. Let's start in Exodus. All right. Let's start in Exodus, where God caused Moses to go to um, to go to Egypt and to Pharaoh and say, "Thus says the Lord," you know, "Thus says the Lord, let my people go." And this is God having a conversation um, with Moses. This is Exodus chapter three. Um, and again, this is just something that came to my mind before it was like, oh my gosh, I thought you didn't know the question, but no, I, I just had this particular place in my heart and in my head, um, when I was reading that to prove that God is all knowing, this is just a small example. So God is there having a conversation with Moses and Moses is asking, you know, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? And God is like, I will be with you. Certainly, I'll be with you. Then God is like, well, if they say, who is this God? What should I say? And then God says, I am who I am. And, you know, and you should say that the I am has sent you. And Moses is going back and forth with God. Um, and then God is telling him now, and I have said, I will bring you up um, out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, the land of flowing with milk and honey. Then they will heed your voice and you shall come, you and the elders of Israel to the king of Egypt. And you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. And now please let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. So God started off slowly, you know, God actually started saying, let them go for this many days so that they can do this in the wilderness, etc., etc." But Pharaoh didn't heed, hence why it turned into the whole period. Let my people go, period, you know. And in verse 19, right, it says, but I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. So I will stretch up my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do um, in its midst. And after that, he will let you go. Hello, prophecy. He's basically predicting what's going to happen. Now, he wasn't saying, I'm sure he will not let you go. Um, because he was going to cause the, 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 the Pharaoh not to let him go. No, the Pharaoh was not going to let him go because the Pharaoh did not respect the, the God of the Israelites. They had their 
own gods, the sun gods. You get me, Ra. Yeah, that was their god, Ra. <laughs> so he didn't respect the heavenly god. He didn't know the heavenly god. The Pharaoh previously, you know, the when J Joseph was in Egypt, um, hence why the children of Israel or dwelling in, in Egypt in the first place, he knew of Joseph's god because he had seen the wonders and the works of Joseph's God. But this new Pharaoh wasn't on that. He was on his idols. He was on Ra, you know, he was on his gods and they had so many gods. So God is like, no, I'm sure he will not let you go. He knows the future. He's already seeing that this, he will not let you go. You get me? Not even by a mighty hand. Like it does, the, the, the wonders and signs that I am going to do, he won't let you go. I am sure of it. So he is basically saying the future. How else would I know that God sees the future and God knows everything? I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Revelation 1 verse 8. You get me. And also end time prophecy, that's God revealing the things to come to John. God revealing the things to come to the prophets of old, Jeremiah, um, Isaiah, um, Ezekiel, Daniel. And Daniel and Revelation are basically sister books that should that, that work hand in hand. That that happened way before John's time. It was future stuff. God has no interest, right? God has no interest in tricking people. That's the work of the devil. So if I was to comment on this truthfully on somebody who may be confused because somebody has put confusing thoughts in their minds, contrary to what the Bible says, contrary to who God is, that's spiritual warfare. That is spiritual warfare. That's sin lying at the door, waiting at the door, and it's desirous for you. That's Satan wanting to have your mind, to confuse your mind, to manipulate your mind. God does not manipulate. God does not manipulate. How do I know this? Oh, when Jesus got baptized and now this spirit led him into the wilderness, um, the devil started tempting him and he was like, how about you do this and I'll do this? How about you do this so you can prove da, da, da? And Jesus was giving him bam, bam, bam answers. Who was the manipulator in that? Was it God or was it the devil? Yeah, then the Garden of Eden, God was like, do not eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. They gave the first commandment ever given was that. And the devil comes and is like, you will not surely die. No, God knows that if you eat of it, you'll become just like him. That's why. <laughs> so goofy. And then Eve ate of the fruit. Who was a manipulator? Who was frank and straight up of what's going to happen? Don't mean this or this will happen. And who was the one who manipulated and deceived the situation? God is all knowing. God is all knowing. Um, the desires of your hearts, the things that you pray as well, God knows them. I'm sure some of you have heard people saying, oh, don't pray out loud because the devil can hear you. But if you pray in your head, he doesn't hear your thoughts, but God hears your thoughts. There is truth to that at the end of the day. But I would suggest don't be afraid of whether you pray out loud or not. If you believe in an almighty God, pray in your head, out loud, shout, whatever you need to do. Because if you believe these prayers and you believe in the Lord God almighty and you have faith, Who's the devil? What's the devil compared to God? You get me. 
um, all the prophecies that God had given to the prophets of old, um, even John, all the prophecies came true. And the prophecies, we are living in the book of Revelation. You know what I mean? We are living in all the prophecies about the end times. We are going to see that unfold. And we see it unfolding exactly the way the Bible says it would. So if God wasn't all-knowing, why go on for this? Where did this message come from? But for God to be a manipulator, for God to be a manipulator and manipulating the situation to make himself look good, I don't think God needs to make himself look good. He is God. God and he created the heavens and the earth he created everything that dwells in the sea every living thing gives glory to God every living thing proclaims God's name because we can't mimic it <laughs> we can't do that not even the devil can create you get me the air in our lungs who can mimic that not even the devil can create yeah the devil even had to ask permission from God. The devil is, in fact, in fact, before I even go further, let me read you something. Okay. So let me read you this, right? It's in James 2 verse 19. Okay. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Don't be confused by people preaching doctrine or telling you doctrine contrary to what the Bible says. Your intrusive thoughts, that's spiritual warfare. The devil wants you to be confused. The devil wants to throw mud on things that you know are to be true and to be right. Hence why you're saying my intrusive thoughts. What are your real thoughts saying? And don't frantically search the Bible to find answers read it read it to understand don't read it to prove something right or to prove it wrong because if you're frantic you're blind to what it is every single every single word of god is proof that god is all-knowing god is all-knowing everything that's happened that transpired throughout history proves god you get me so if anyone is saying contrary to that and just searching scriptures frantically searching buzzwords it's not going to work read the bible with interest and to read to understand not to read to just you know prove something wrong or prove something right you get me study the word of god and be strong and firm in it because when you study the word of god and you're strong and firm in it no one no one can shake you no one can move you yeah even the devil even the demons believe, yeah, and tremble. So help us, God. Help us, God, right? Because we need God every hour, and it's getting scary out here. It's really getting scary out here. But let us seek God. Let us go to God. Let us afflict our souls on the things that we're suffering with. Let us truly repent and have a true repentant soul to God and ask for Jesus to dwell in us and Him, us in him so that we may not be weak to the flesh, so that we may follow his ordinances and live under his wings, right? Let us trust in what God can do. Let us obey the words of God and not the words of man. Okay, so a quote to leave us uh, with satin, a little satin, satin. Yes, 
Even the demons believe and tremble. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. 